Oh my, oh my, oh my. Tell me if you haven't ever seen this. You ever seen a grown up man or woman go stomp away or have a fit like a child? You ever wonder why that happens? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I've learned from doing thousands of hours of hypnotic age regression and other hypnotic techniques. So here we go. I want you to imagine for a moment that I got Johnny. Johnny, he's one of the best workers at the office. I mean, nobody outworks Johnny. He's sitting at his desk and he's got his clock going and he's got everything working just right because he is good. He's stamping, he's reading, he's it's taken out of the inbox and putting him into the outbox and he's good. Nobody's better than my, my buddy John. Now, Johnny, then what happens is one day he hears his boss say, hey, come on in. I want to I have have a talk with you. And he's thinking, oh, gosh, why does the boss always have to bug me when I'm when I'm busy, when I'm working? Just leave me alone. I get more stuff done than anybody else. But then his boss says, John, come on into my office. So he puts down his stuff. He goes in there and his boss says, well, I know you don't like this, but it's time for the annual review, but it's not going to be as bad as last year. Last year, you know, I know it was a mess, but this year I got a piece of paper. It's got 10 items and I rate you on a scale of one to each one of those. Then he starts off with, now, John, the first one is tardiness. And I have to give you a 10. You have never, ever been late as long as I know you. And then second was like, missed a day of work. And he goes, I'm going to give you another 10 because you have never missed a day of work. As far as I know, you're one of our best, most reliable people. He starts going through this checklist and John's thinking, well, maybe this isn't so bad after all. He's feeling pretty good. And then about halfway through the stack of things to do, his boss goes, oh, flexibility. And he goes, no, John, I really like you. You're one of our best workers. As long as everyone just leaves you alone, doesn't have to do anything different because you just like to do the same thing over and over again. So trying to get you to do something different is a little bit difficult, but I like you. So I'm going to give you a seven. And now Johnny's starting to think, oh boy, I don't know about this. Now here it comes. And the next one was able to work in a team. And his boss says, now this is another one, you know, I really like you. I really think you're one of the best workers we have, but I can't give you more than a five on that. In fact, honestly, I should probably give you less, but because I like you so much and because you're such a good worker, I'm going to give you a five. Now, now John, Johnny, he is like, boiling steam if it was a cartoon you see the steam coming out of his ears he's had it he's getting too mad for this situation he jumps up and he looks at his boss and yells out some explicit some bad words and goes and then he jumps up get walks out of the office slams the door and tells announced to everybody there i quit and he walks over to his to his desk, grabs his picture, grabs his pencil, grabs his stuff, his personal stuff, grabs it, and he says, I'm out of here. And his best buddy says, what happened? John, what happened? Don't quit. And then Johnny points back at his boss. He says, that S-O-B, whatever, unreasonable. Da, 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 da. And he's pointing that way, right? And then he gets home. And now it hits him. He goes, oh. Why do I always do that? 
You see, this was not the first time that John acted like a little a little child on uh, at the park playing baseball where he thinks, you know, people are picking on him. And he says, that's it. I'm going to grab my ball and my bat and I'm going home and stomps off. Well, let me tell you, if I was doing hypnotic age regression on him, okay, and I wanted to find out, I would have in mind a thing that I call emotional resonance. All right, let's see here. Oh, so why would he even come in to see me in the first place, this is very interesting. So he's home. He's got this anger inside of him that he doesn't like. This thing that just bubbles up, bubbles up, and has been getting him in trouble oh, just about all his whole life, right? And now he's probably trying to manage that by maybe he's smoking or maybe he's eating Rocky Road ice cream and he's eating too much and maybe he's drinking too much and he's doing all those what I call too much behaviors. And one day he says, man, I just can't handle this. My life's going down, down, down the toilet. Right. And he says, and he tries, he says, I'm going to fix this. He tries willpower. He tries the self-help books. He tries the counselor. He tries the priest. He tries all these different things because Johnny wants to change his life. He doesn't want to be a quitter. He doesn't want to be a person with anger management problems. And so when all else fails, who are you going to call? You're going to call a hypnotist, right? And so, and he might even try some other hypnotists and he finally winds up in my office. And I tell you what, it might be for smoking too much. It might be for eating too much. It might be for drinking too much, whatever it is, or just feeling bad. He comes in and says, Cal, can you help me? And one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to do a hypnotic age regression. And I'm going to do something that's amazing. I'm going to bring up that feeling that he doesn't like inside that anger, for example. And I'm going to follow it back, 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 back. And you know what I'm going to find is I'm going to find a little boy. Now, this, this is an example from a real client whose name wasn't John or Johnny, but it was the same situation, anger management problems, right? I think anger management problems because he had way too much anger. He was overreacting in all these different situations. And we go back in time and I find little Johnny, he's just like two, three years old and he's got a brand new toy. And you've probably seen those little wooden toy and it, it stands up and it's got a board this way and two boards this way and then drilled into that board and Shaped into that board is a square hole, a round hole, a triangular hole, maybe a star or oval shaped hole. And he's got these pegs and he's supposed to figure out which ones go in which hole. And you know what? He's doing pretty good. And when he gets him in, guess what? That little toy came with a mallet and he starts going tap, 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 tap. And then all of a sudden his dad goes, will you please be quiet? And he goes, dad, 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 look what I'm doing. Dad, 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 look what I'm doing. And dad looks at him with that angry look and says, shut up, trying to watch the game. What's wrong with you? And the little boy, he just wanted some of daddy's attention and he gets yelled at. And he gets to be made to feel so bad and he cries and he cries. And then his dad says, shut up or I'll give you something to cry about. We all know stories like that. So anyway, what does he do? He squishes it down. He squishes it down. This, this cry and this anger. And he's going, ooh. 
Now, guess what? He grows up with that dad. Or it could be a mom, or it could be a big brother, or it could be an uncle that is just not fair. That just is bad to that little boy, makes him afraid or makes him anger over and over again. Now, little Johnny, what happened is he had that anger inside. And we use this emotional resonance to get back there. I brought up the feeling and in hypnosis, I go back to an earlier time he felt that way, earlier time, earlier time. And I go through a process to uncover the first time, which is the ISC. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this. It's super important, is that when I find that ISC, I can neutralize it. And I use a time tunneling technique to get there. But let me tell you how we're going to resolve this. First, we have to understand that he is overreacting. Emotional resonance, something in the now makes him feel like he felt in the past. And little Johnny, he felt bad in the past many, many times. Because in this particular story, his dad would just get on him, get on him, get on him all the time. And there was nothing he could do about it. And so little Johnny, you know what happened? Some kid teased him in the, in the neighborhood. What would he do? He'd get in fights, okay? Because of all that anger, he'd just be out of control. The anger all the way up to that moment would resonate into that moment. And then when he's in school, all the anger that he had from home, when someone would criticize him. Maybe it's even a teacher in school and he would just blow up and he would get angry. He might hurt somebody. He might uh, say words he shouldn't say. And he gets labeled with conduct disorder and anger problem and stuff like this. Why does that happen? I want you to think of this thing, resonance, resonance. Resonance means that it has to do with frequencies, right? For example, if I had a guitar, guitar in this room and a piano in this room, and over there, I had a big old grand piano and it was all in tune and everything. And over there, I had a guitar, maybe like just a regular old guitar. It's not electric or anything, but it works the same with electric guitar. And I went over and I hit the A string. I mean, the A key with sufficient force on that piano Boom. If that guitar and that piano were in tune, that A string would start to vibrate sympathetically because they're in tune, they resonate. Okay? If that was an electric guitar and it was plugged in, that would be amplified by the mic and then that would resonate into the air and you'd get that feedback that's so, uh, so familiar to people, to musicians and people like that. Now, what's that got to do with anything? One more example. Resonance is real. This is not some metaphysical, imaginary kind of thing. I want you to think about a radio station. A radio station, AM or FM, they're all assigned a carrier signal. That's a vibration. Usually it's so high that if, if they amplified it, you couldn't hear it. Okay, It's in kilohertz or megahertz. And what they do is each radio station is assigned a carrier signal it might be 99.4 or it might be uh you know 1100 a.m whatever it is and then what they do is when they broadcast they broadcast on that signal and they mix the news or they mix the uh, music in with that and then what happens remember how the piano had to be in tune with the guitar that was in tune okay remember they used to say all right check out the new show at nine Tune in at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., right? That's right, tune. Because what happens is the broadcast channel 
sends out a signal, certain resonant frequency. And then on your radio or old style TV, you'd actually tune, just like the pegs on a guitar, get in tune. And that circuit would begin to resonate with the broadcast frequency. And then it could broadcast the music or the news. Resonance is real. Well, it's electromagnetic. Well, that's the kind of radio resonance. And then acoustic is mechanical resonance. And guess what? Human beings, we are electronic. We are mechanical. And our emotions can resonate too. So we get into a situation now that made us feel like in the past. And those feelings from the past can resonate into the future. And we feel those feelings from the past in addition to the feelings that we're feeling now. So in my example, John or Johnny got that little bit of discipline or that the negative feelings while I was talking to his boss, then all of those feelings from his childhood resonated that caused him to get in fight after fight, to mouth off after time after time, came up again in the boss's office. But it's more than that. Not only do the emotions come, but that's a carrier signal, like a radio station, right? Also, the message and the thoughts come just like, but they're childish thoughts, childish behaviors, like the little boy that stomps off from the baseball field with his glove saying, that's it. I'm taking my baseball bat and my glove and I'm going home. That's just like Johnny. Okay. So that's it, boss. I'm out of here. And he stomps out. And what happens is most people deal with those feelings the best they can. They don't understand them. They don't know the secret language of feelings, as explained in the book, The Secret Language of Feelings. And then what you're going to find out is over and over and over, instead of responding to those feelings in a satisfying way, we distract. Because we were told that feelings didn't make any sense. It's just emotional nonsense. And so what happens is they just keep coming up over and over and over again, embarrassing us, hurting us. And it's not feelings fault. Feelings are good once we understand what they're there to do. And we remove this emotional resonance. And that's what I do as a five path hypnotist, seventh path teacher, and the author of the secret language of feelings. We go in and we resolve the stuff from the past so that your history doesn't carry all that negative energy anymore. Your history becomes like the words in a history book. And that becomes wisdom instead of something to negatively charge your life here and now. All right, that's it. I hope you found that interesting. And uh, sometime I'm going to do a video about why all feelings are good. In the meantime, you can check out The Secret Language of Feelings. You can go to calbanion.com also and check out the things I have there. Like see in class someday if you're interested in becoming a hypnotist at all. And that's it. Calbanion, signing out.